Is there anything that you don't want to talk about? Um, no, I have no boundaries. <laughs> Y'all, today on the Thank You Places podcast, I am talking with the person that I might admire most right now. I am talking to Colby Calhoun. Colby is a multidisciplinary performance artist here in Dallas, Texas, who's moving to Philly very soon. So if you're in the Philly market, check him out. Um, And I've just been so deeply moved by the work that Colby is a part of in a way that maybe I never have been before. And I know that's a pretty massive thing to say, but I really encourage anyone who can see Colby's work to to get out there and see it. There is a show coming up this weekend, May 20th and 21st, if you are listening in real time, and you really, really don't want to miss it. A huge component of how Colby works is truly utilizing collaboration. And something we talk about in the podcast is the buzzword of collaboration these days, which is often used for grant writing purposes or marketing. And this is something that I struggle with uh, in the same way that maybe other theater companies do too. We, we all want to say that we are collaborative, but what does true collaboration really look like? I want to read you something from the Very Good Dance Theater's website. That is the company that Colby started and is involved with. Colby's work experiments with understanding the complicated intersections of identity and playing with and exploring the social norms that impose oppression instead of expression. Gosh, I think that's brilliant. Exploring the social norms that impose oppression instead of expression. This is something that we dive into even more in in the episode. We discuss the limitations to collaboration. And like I mentioned, it's something that I struggle with and think a lot of other theater makers and maybe other performance-based makers also struggle with. We say that we want collaboration, but when it gets down to it, what does that look like? And Colby really breaks that down for us. I just can't wait for you to hear this conversation. It is heartfelt. It's a little bit heartbreaking. So please, please enjoy Colby Calhoun. Okay. Um, Colby, did you ever want to be famous? Oh my God. Yeah. So, so, so badly. So, so badly. Um, I don't know. Maybe this is my my dad was truly a narcissist um, and maybe I was conditioned by him to think like to think that goodness was specialness. And so for me, I was like, well, I'm, I am so good that I'm destined to be famous. I, I just must be, I, there's no other. That's exactly Was this from a very young happened. age? Um, um, I mean, probably. Yeah. As soon as like, I think I knew like really understood like the concept of like fame or like understood that like you know people on tv there's only certain people that are on tv or on movies and like I mean like I was so into American Idol that I was like oh I'm gonna be on American Idol and like um but yeah I don't really know I I'm kind of over it now because I think the concept of fame is stupid and celebrity shouldn't exist um but I think for me it was just like I like deeply, deeply Mm. wanted appreciation, um, and, and, um, validity. And to me, the only way that I could see that was like through fame. 
Did you find like pockets of fame throughout your life, like being this special person as a kid or a teenager or in college? Not to like toot my own horn, because like I, <laughs> I know I sound like sometimes I sound like an like an asshole, like I'm full of myself, and I really try not to be. But I was like the best at everything in high school, and I was like the best at everything in in college, and like. Um, but I remember having this conversation with one of my theater directors, and I was like you're kind of a piece of shit because I was like well I want to go I was like I want to go to Tisch or I want to go to you know one of the the big schools and he was like well it's better to be a, a big fish in a small pond and I was like or I can be a big fish in a big pond you fucking asshole but I really think that I again had like a, a deep need to be good at things and so things that I was not good at or would not you know provide me some some inevitable attention you're bringing up something that i've had to reconcile in myself which is i was the dramatic little kid so naturally it's like we're gonna put her in dance and theater and everything else but those two was like emily is dramatic so this is where you go then you like <laughs> sing in choir and they're like well your voice isn't bad and then you are in musical theater and they're like you don't suck at this and then you go to college for it because you are good at it but when i look back i go I don't know that if it had been up to me alone, if, if there'd been no external influence, if I would have pursued the career that I am currently in or deciding if I'm going to stay in, because it was so much about you're good at this. Sure. People are giving you a lot of tension for this. That feels good. So I'm just going to keep doing the thing that feels good. And I'm having this crisis of at 30, like, uh, this doesn't feel good anymore. So am I supposed? I don't like, like it. I don't like it. So, yeah. so then the, the next step is like, I don't like it. So I'm not good. And that's, you know, that, that's my podcast. Mm. This is your, um, this is your episode, but I'm wondering, like, have you ever had that watershed moment of like, I am no longer special? I feel like a lot of my, my specialness was related to like, like, oh, you got cast as a lead in the musical or, oh, you got, you know, the choreography award or you got the scholarship or everybody liked your dance or something. But like my, the things that feel re really rewarding are um, as of now, very uh, ephemeral and not um, something that I quite understand. Like the, these moments of like, I don't know, like we went and did a show at the Texas theater on Friday and it was just like a, a little thing that we came up with and it was cool and it was fun, but it was like 20 minutes at like 1130 and there were maybe 12 people there. And afterwards, this person like found our website and my personal Twitter and our Instagram to like reach out and be like, I love that so much. I would love to dance with y'all. Like, and so it's like, though, I guess those moments of like sharing that I like realized that people have seen mm -hmm. and cared I guess is the thing that I like and I don't somehow I found my way to that I don't know did that answer the question I feel like yeah I feel like my specialness when I, I when I feel special is by recognizing that I'm not the only one that's special now because I think I was really drawn to being the the person that was important um and that, like that never wasn't really worth it because it was like 
okay, people will clap and then turn their back and be like, now this other person is special. Um, but I, I mean, like the only lasting way is through relationship. No, that makes perfect I sense. I, I, I say this and I don't know if it's true when I say it, but I say it often. So I have to think there's something there, but I think what I really shine at and what I am excellent at is helping other people make their dreams come true. And I don't mean that in like a martyry kind of way. I would really love someone to come to me and say, this is what I want to do. This is a show that I need help producing. I need a director for this. I need consultation on that. And it just lights me up to help them do that. Talking about like what we, our gifts are, something that I I talked to you about and for our listeners, I have, have observed in Colby, if you haven't got the chance to see them perform or what they create, there is such a communal, I don't know, is that the right word? Communal? There's like a collaborative part of your creation. Yeah, I feel like the language around it is so difficult, um, mostly because people um, are recognizing things that are, are popular or um, you know, will get buzz or grants and they start saying things like, like collaborative and, and community and they don't really mean or practice those things. Um, and so sometimes I feel like, like when we say that we work collaboratively, it's really easy for people to be like, yeah, yeah. So did the rest of us. I'm like, no, no, (laughs) no. And again, I'm not trying to be like, no, I'm the only one doing this because I'm definitely not. And I mean, I had to learn this from, from other people or, or learn it through unlearning things, you know, that I was taught, but like, yeah, I mean, it is truly like community and, and collaborate, collaborate. It, it is. And I think it's evident in the, the product also, the product of very good dance theater, there is something that is different in a good way. So it lets me know that your process also has to be different. It has to be. Yeah. I have a question. Have you encountered um, artists that you work with who push back against your collaborative spirit? Because I, when we first started Lily and Joan and we did Midsummer, there were so many professional actors who were like, we're not doing a group warm up. That's not how they do it at theater XYZ, or we're not doing a check in or check out. And these things can, I guess they're like, that feels like community theater. I'm making quotation marks, but actually it it is in, it is such a valuable foundation for the work that you create. And I was shocked because people in the community were like, we hate how people work and it's so oppressive. And then trying to do something differently, there was a rub. They don't want to do oh, it. Have you, did you experience it. that too? Or do you? Absolutely. Every, and, and here's also the thing. I, I mean, I also want to be transparent in the fact that like when we started out, like the idea was collaboration, but I don't know if it was like collaboration, true collaboration and process or definitely not at the level that we do it now um and we're still you know learning Mm -hmm, and growing mm -hmm. listening and learning um to to continue to expand the ways that we you know um create and process because i i i totally agree is that like the process creates the product um and and so if that's where I think it is more important to put the energy instead of being like, oh, we have to do this part because it's sad and the audience will cry or like we have to, you know, make this set really pretty so the audience will go, oh, wow. It's like, why are we not investing the people who have to sit mm. with the work for so long? 
um, as opposed to the person who gets to clap after an hour and a half. Um, and I think those people are important too, obviously, because we're doing it for them. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think we, when we first started, it was that sort of that um, structure of like, there is a director and a choreographer and a playwright and performers and all those roles are separate, but every role has a little bit more responsibility, right? It's like the performers also had to, you know, write and, and talk and we all sort of like talked about how we would like things to go, but then everybody did their own job. And there was, you know, some, some interesting things that happened <laughs> there. Um, and then, you know, we started moving into more like whoever is, you know, in the show will also make the show, whatever, whatever that means. Um, or we've had moments where we have had, you know, the performers collaborate on the show and people on the outside um, just to sort of be there to to look and help guide with an outsider perspective because you know it's hard when you're so close to the thing yeah to know what the thing is um but i i mean we've had pushback in in different ways right people being like well this is my job and i want to do th my job this way or or you know people being like well i don't feel like i'm doing my best work and then when i'm like okay, like, let me help you do your job then. They'd be like, well, what would I do? That No, that's my job. Or like, I, you know, this like need to possess the things or, I mean, we've also had like, not necessarily pushback, but I think something that I definitely notice when we collaborate with people who are used to doing theater in the quote unquote traditional sense, I'd say that quote unquote traditional, because I really think the traditions of theater started far more collaboratively than they are now, but whatever. Um, I, I noticed that they have um, either reservations or they have sort of uh, walls built up around um, being able to give that sometimes we don't always get through breaking down or sometimes they don't, it seems like they don't want to, um, you know, and, and that's totally fine. I'm not saying everybody um, can or, or should work in this way. I mean, I think that everybody can learn to, and I think that we should do it a lot more often, personally. Um, but yeah, I mean, there have been, you know, definitely big moments of like ego um, that we have to sort of talk about or try to dismantle or moments where people really don't want to work together, but they, you know, decided to sign up on a collaborative right. show that says collaborative in the name of the company. Um, so it is, it is hard because it's always a learning process, but I also think that when we are um, creating with each other, we need to take in time for learning and, and training. And um, our, like our process, I think, really does end up bending around who is in the room. Um, and sometimes that's for good. Like with the last show that we did at Arts Mission, I think that ended up really, really beautifully. Um, and then sometimes it goes the other way. And, and, and I think that we lose opportunities because, um, it's hard to get a bunch of people to work together on the same page. And I think that's the value in it is that it is yes. really difficult. I care so much about the performer's experience in a way that I will. Yeah. I don't know if sacrificing the audience's experience, because I don't think that I think caring about the performer's experience also is setting up the audience to serve as witness and to to give the audience every opportunity to be receptive. Um, 
And I think mm -hmm. you do that so well and your team does that so well because for people who haven't seen the shows, y'all y'all have some, like there tends to always be some sort of audience interactive piece in what you do, but it feels mm -hmm. like such an invitation and not a requirement. And it, I've watched people like, people want to continue to get up and be a part of what it is that you're doing in a way that y'all are, you know, it's, I know from a producer or director standpoint where it's like, look, we got to move on. Like we have more to do, but, but, and you hardly ever see people <laughs> still like, no, I want to come up. No, I want to come up. No, I want to be a part of this in a way that it just blows my mind. And I, and you have to know how much, or like I know, or I would think there's just so much intent. That's not accidental. That is so intentional. And I want to know a little bit more of like how you, how you got to that place. Is that, was, did you see someone working that way? Did you see people not working that way? What in it in you like really moved you towards inviting in the audience in this like experience? Yeah, um, uh, I mean, and, and you know, I'm sort of in a in a difficult um, spot right now in in terms of like the the trajectory of of my career um, and sort of you know realizing and, and referencing where I came from and and taking the good that I can from that. Um, but uh, I. I think personally that I, I am lucky to have had a a very multidisciplinary background, um, as, as they all say. Um, but I think that's my ADHD. <laughs> thank so God. Thank God for that, right? It's your oboe. <laughs> um, it's the it was the elbow. Um, but no, I I mean I I have had performance art experience, which is it, it feels very different from from performance, right, is that there is this weird like overlap where there it is about sort of um, sometimes like agitating the audience or or trying to play with the audience. And so like I did see and, and learn some of that. Um, but for me, I, I think that I, the way that we do it now, I, I realized in a lot of that is that it was not mm. an invitation. It was, um, it was sometimes a requirement or it was sort of a, like a moment to be like, look at us, right. we're going to talk to you now. Like, like it, it felt like, like, this is cool now because now you're a part of it. Aren't you grateful? Like you should, right. be, <laughs> you should be that we would break the fourth wall for you. Um, our ticket payer. Um, but yeah, I think that we, I can speak personally, right? That's all I can really do, um, which I'm grateful for, but also sometimes I feel bad because I know that I talk for a lot, a lot of other people. Um, but I know that for me, the most important thing is experience, like experiencing the thing. Um, I'm, I'm not always super interested about talking mm -hmm. about the thing um, that we're going to experience or talking about the thing that just happened um, or talking about my ideas about the thing because I don't know if that's super interesting. And sometimes you do that. But for me, like the experience is the important part. And ex experience is about relationship, either with like me and myself or me in the space or me with another person. And so we, you know, when we have like the last show again, 
which was my favorite show ever in the world. Um, like this moment, this altar bringing moment, um, we talked a lot about, which is something really simple, right? Is that like someone brings up a card and you hand them a flower, but it's never actually that simple um, because there's so many elements to life, right? Is you want to think about, you know, we have, and we have conversations about it. So it's like, sometimes I feel lucky that people participate, but maybe it is really crafted in a way that is, not just one person's perspective. I think that's the hard thing with like getting an audience engaged is that like a lot of people are like, well, they will want to do this because I think this, that, or that. Um, but we have conversations like, oh, we should wear this. Or like, no, I wouldn't want to walk up to a person who's fully <laughs> naked. And someone's like, well, I would. I'm like, okay. Right. Or it's like, oh, like, how do we, what do we ask? Or what is the, what is the language? Or you know, where are we sitting in proximity? Like, how do we give them an option, right? Because um, I think that part of the way to get people to want to engage, again, is that they have agency in it. And so they get the choice um, to be like, oh, this is a special moment and I, I want to be a part of it, or I don't. And then they get to see someone else make the choice and they're like, oh, well, that was, a, when they did it, it was okay. So I think that now Or even I, I like can. seeing um, somebody do the do those things like I don't have to get up and do it because I'm so moved by and I'm connecting to the watching it happen and witnessing it, it and as someone who's experienced you know we're, we're referencing a show that happened back in December but as someone who experienced the show I also am in awe of y'all's ability to be in self so I think if you are not in yourself and in your, I hate the word authentic, like I don't know a better word, but there's just something like very grounded about the performers that the invitation feels, it doesn't feel phony. It doesn't feel like there's an agenda. It feels like these people have built trust. I've watched them on stage, take risk and be vulnerable and be open. And that invitation is allowing me to feel comfortable enough to, to take the same risk. It's, it's incredible what you do and what you all do. And I'm happy to have everyone on who's a part of it and, and come on. But, but truly, like, the invitation alone is not it. It is y'all's ability to be in, be in your own body that I think is the unspoken magic that you have. Has that always been easy for you? Has that been hard for you? to be so vulnerable on stage? Do you prefer it? I I mean, I think I definitely prefer it. I, I remember um, we were doing uh, another very good dance theater show, but I was also, I think, we are just doing another show at some point. Um, and someone was like, why are you crying? You can't cry. And I was like, I felt like crying. That's why I was, I was sad. I was, I was sad. Um, I, I, I think, and maybe this is a, a blessing, but I think also it's sort of a curse is that like, I don't think I've ever had the the, the true option of not mm. being vulnerable or not, not showing myself um, in a way that would have like kept me alive, <laughs> um, sure. right? Is, is that I, I feel like yeah, I mean, there's, or I, I have a lot of agency and I do have a lot of, of privilege um, 
in terms of like the way that I could present myself or the way that I could, you know, walk throughout the world to keep myself safer, safer, like physically and, and emotionally. But um, that was not worth the, the, the toll on my own self from my own self. Um, and so it, it has, you know, fortunately, I, I think bled into my, my professional and, and performance practices of um, really just like wanting, and again, maybe it is selfish. I, I try to like reframe it. Like it's about community and it's about, you know, other people, but really it's like, I have a deep need to be seen. Um, and if I don't show people me, then I won't be seen. If I, you know, if I hide only behind character or only behind, you know, whatever I'm putting on, then when people are clapping, they're clapping for what I did. And, and we not could all mask, you know, like that we can all do that. We can't all yeah. stand in our ugly. And I'm sure that's why I feel so limited. It's self-imposed. It's self-imposed. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard when you know that it that it's coming from you. I think it's something that I was lucky to realize that maybe before I had the language for it, but the very early is that like it's rough enough when other people don't like you, but when you you don't like you and you you say, Okay, shut up, girl, then then that's even worse. Being yourself fully has not come without conflict. And I've witnessed you stand in who you are, go through conflict, go through things that I don't think you should ever have to go through. And you still are creating unapologetically. And it blows my mind because I think for, for, for so many people, they would say, this is, this is too hard. I don't have the ego strength to do this. And you're like, fuck it, I'm here and I'm going to stay here. What keeps you going? I, I think that that is a, a really great question that most days I don't really know the answer to. Um, but there is some intrinsic pull towards like really understanding that like if I don't and somebody needed me to, what mm. will they do? And that's me. That's my cancer stellium. We're both tearing up. Um, I know. I'm. Not, I'm sad. You knew. You said you were. I said I'm inviting you on because I think you will cry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I know how it feels to need someone to say that they see you or that they care about you, and I, I. Side note, I love negative self-talk. Um, it's my coping strategy. It's pretty not good. Um, and I love to be like, I'm a piece of shit. I fucking hate myself. I'm awful. I'm ugly. I'm dumb. Stupid. Um, and I heard, maybe it was another podcast. Maybe podcasts are a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I heard like a sound clip from something. It was like about Black queer love. And I was listening to it. And one of the people on it, she was like, I don't say, I don't talk badly about myself anymore because if I can love myself out loud, think about how many people who are like me or who can see me 
then have the permission to love themselves too. And it's a, I mean, it's really hard for me. I, I like, we have a show coming out next month and for like three months, I was like, I just don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. It's too, it is, it's too much. It's, it's really tiring and all the, the bullshit to get the funds and to get the people. And when I don't really care about any of that, I just want people to be in the room together. And I don't, I don't really care what it is that we do. I just want to want us to be there together telling each other that we love each other and, and that we need each other. And obviously for some reason I changed my mind and now we're doing it. Um, but <laughs> the only thing that really keeps me going, I think is, is being grateful that other people need me and knowing that I needed people a lot more than I do now, I guess. And, and I obviously I still need people to lots of degrees. I'm here because I know that it's helpful, hmm. even when it's not always good. Doesn't always feel good. Maybe. <laughs> I have two thoughts. One or two questions, I guess. One, does it did it make you mad? Or I guess I sit in my anger of like I didn't have somebody who was that person for me. And I get really resentful that I've had to do it for myself. And and maybe not as much now as I did then, where it was like this uh, like this makes me angry and I don't think anger is like sustainable for projects, but it definitely gets things started. Do you feel any anger, resentment that you've had to do something on your own? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you could say no, I, I, you don't have to. No, I mean, I mean, yeah, like absolutely. But I don't, I don't think the anger drives me anymore. I think, I mean, very good dance theater kind of started as like a, like a fuck you, like a, uh, um, but then it, you know, it, it became something that uh, I'm really like grateful for. And, and it's not like uh, anymore at all. I think it's really, like, really beautiful. And I think, I think what drives me is maybe what ignites it is the anger. Um, but then I turn around and I'm like, I'm angry for myself and for these people and for um, all these moments that we've lost. And so how do we get them back? This ability that you have and the people that you work with have to have equality also with the audience is is what i think is it is achievable from for other people to do it and for people who are concerned about like money making i would say what you're doing right now not you what they are doing right now isn't working so why not take a risk and Absolutely. and go back to relationship and i'm wondering like what do you what do you see as the biggest block like what is blocking these people from working the way that you work um, it, I mean, it's, it's ego and it's, um, I, maybe it is like a, a fear. I, I mean, I know a lot of these people, um, in leadership are deeply, deeply insecure and, and they were lucky enough to, you know, climb their way to the top. And so of course they are turning around and, and throwing rocks at anybody else who might ever have the opportunity that they have. Cause it, it, you know what it really is, is that there is this. The tea is it's it's capitalism. The um, tea is capital. <laughs> right, right. People have been told, right, it's this whole like individualistic mindset and this like false scarcity. Um, you know, I saw somebody write on Facebook one time, they were like, there are more players than there are stages. And I was like, okay, then put them all on the stage. Right. Like that 
that's the whole thing. At the end of the day, right, there are other ways to work and other things to do that I think are better. People have said are better, right? Like after I've had not just one, I mean, these people are my friends now, but they were not my friends really previous. Um, but I've had like several different people tell me either confirm coming to a very good dance theater show or being in a very good dance theater show. It's like, this is so, so much different and it is so much better, right? Like working in this way fulfilled me. I was not dreading coming to rehearsal every day. Every time I was in the performance, I was grateful to be there. Or like when I came to the show, I left and I talked about it with people. I thought about it for, for time afterward. It mattered to me. I felt like I mattered being there. Um, and so I don't know why we would not, because I, I think about what we could do, like Very Good Dance Theater could do if we had the budget of like one of these equity theaters, or if we had the Dallas Theater Center budget, like what we could do with that. But I think once people start getting, you know, like you get a thousand people in a room clapping for a show that you directed all by yourself, or you get, you know, an 80, 90, $200,000 salary, then, then you're like, ah, I can't lose this. Right. If I invite other people to do it too, then I won't have anything. And maybe it's the specialness again. It's like, they also need to feel special, but like, baby, come on down you you would feel a lot more special in a room full of people who actually care about you instead of people who won't say anything mean about you because they want you to hire them again. That's exactly right. You know, when you apply yeah. for jobs and you're like, and tell me like, what is a day like at your job? Like, what is the company's culture? We ask those questions for like jobs at Dillard's or whatever, Chili's, we even ask what the company's culture is. <laughs> Actors, we don't care what the company's culture is we don't we just want to be on stage and i think that is yeah. like if i could go back i would love to teach theater someday in college and i feel like i could give four semesters worth of working with people that are artistically aligned to you is going to mm -hmm. be you are going to feel way more successful and love what you do and love who you are if you find people that you enjoy working with and not just the fact that you enjoy being on stage because that no goes away exactly fast that goes away that's where i'm at right now i'm like i don't care i don't want to be on a stage i don't care unless yeah. i'm working with these seven people and then maybe that's the thing i i i really got to the same place where i was like i'm just not that interested in being on stage and i end up there because of you know the nature of the work is that it was like i mean i wasn't even sure that i was going to be in the last show um, and I'm not really sure if I'm going to be on the next show. Um, but please, mm, please, um, maybe, maybe, maybe a little moment. Um, but like, right. It's the, it was just like, it is far more interesting to be like, I'm going to work with these people, um, who it, it is like rewarding to work with, right. Not necessarily we're best friends or, we all get along together all the time because I think that's where people really start to misunderstand what community means. Because yes. community is is not just the people that I like or the people that I know, even right. Like I am, in, I am a in community in a theater community with many of these people that I don't know, and a lot of them I don't like. And the practice of community is actually the hard work of being like, 
okay, I'm going to go to the show. I'm going to see how bad it is. And then I'm going to be like, hey, do you want some feedback? And they're going to be like, no. And I'm going to go on a podcast and talk about it. And they're <laughs> going to hear it and ignore it. Right. And and so like, that's that's community, right? But that's like, it, it, it really is far more rewarding than being like, I just want to sing, which is great. I understand that some people are like that, but that's why we get, especially now, there are so many like, actors who are are burnt out um or or like not even just like emotionally but like physically cannot do it anymore yes like this is the season of the broadway swing they're calling people like hey you were in the show three years ago can you please come do this role tonight they're like yeah sure because like like when you work a performer like a tool and not a person it's not sustainable. It's not enjoyable. It's not fun. It's not interesting. It's not interesting. People are no longer interested in it because if we just are looking for tools, then whenever we cannot find one that is fancy or new or, or, you know, does enough stuff for flips and lights up, then like, then we, then it's like, okay, well, the last guy sang a note higher. Do you have any regrets? Do you have any moments where you're like, that was a failure or a flop? Even if you like people are like, but I learned from it. Like, even if you did learn for it, is there anything you look back and you're like, ah, that was, that was on me. Like that was something that I could have done differently. I would love to say no. Right. Because I, I definitely am that, that girl that's like, well, even because I love when things are, are bad on stage when they're trying Yeah. or like, when it's like, this was an experiment and it, it failed. Like, I love that. I think it's interesting. Yeah. Um, Cause I am, I'm not at all in the pursuit of entertainment. Um, I think entertainment is a byproduct that, that can happen or can not. I don't, I don't really care. People can come and be bored by the show because someone next to you is really invested in the show. And like, I don't, I don't care about that. Um, but I think there are, especially now as I'm like re- reflecting um, over my life. I, th- I think there are definitely moments, not necessarily like in terms of like creating work. Cause again, and this is something that sort of happens to me, which I, so I know that like God cursed me in a lot of ways, but she did kind of like add a little fun thing <laughs> to me because like a lot of the things that I work on artistically just sort of like fall into place. Um, and I hope that never stops happening. I, I've been like a lot of things you're like, this was so incredible or like, you know, people really engaged, like, I would love to say, like, yeah, I thought about it so hard, and I did, or, like, you know, like, we crafted it so perfectly, and we tried, but, like, a lot of these things, for me, have just been lucky to, like, really fall into place, and people are like, oh, this thing referenced that other thing, and that was about this thing, and it's all connected, I'm like, sure. But that's, but that's how you know you are, but you did, like, but I would argue that you did, like, you are living in such you are living in your body, you are living in your self-worth, you're living in your authenticity, mm-hmm. that things become aligned in a way that like sometimes things are just accidental, but I I think that these happy, easy, not maybe not easy is the right word, but like with ease, things happen when mm-hmm. we are on a path that feels really true to who we are. I guess so. And I hope so. Maybe because like, for me, I use those as signs. It's like, we're doing the right thing. Yeah. But I, I mean, to like go back to regret, like I, I think there are, are ways that I treated people or, or relationships that I did not invest in. Like now I think there's like, you know, really like 
many lovely people like you that I've met and sort of like that I've known about, but I've like really met, like seen and met in like the past six months that I would not have been able to um, beforehand just because of, you know, the people that I was working with or that I was caught up with. And I, um, you know, I regret and that's, I think, the hard thing about regret, because I just, I guess I was just not in a place to be able to start working the way that we are now, or, you know, uh, I, I feel like a lot of the worth that I give to working in the way that we do now, and, like, really the standing up and being like, fuck you to the the people, and, like, all of the stuff that has really started happening in the last year, or and specifically in the last six months, is because I know how valuable it is because I was not always that way and I wasn't always doing it that way or I wasn't taught that way. I really wasn't. Um, and, but I do sort of regret like leaning into these moments where like, I'm right. I'm, I'm the one, like we're the good ones over here and y'all fucking suck. And maybe some of that was right, but some of it I don't think was. Um, and so I regret those things, but imagine, imagine that the things that we could do if we all, because we all have the ability, but if we all just had the um, the confidence and the self-awareness to just be like, I fucked up at that, or I'm not very good at this, or I'm being mean, or, you know, at, at the very least, and this is what I think that, like, a lot a lot of us have been saying, especially, like, since the pandemic and since the whole, like, you know, drama around theaters now being black lives matter theaters or you know and the like we see white american theater stuff is like y'all are doing all this stuff to like blah 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 to say we're this that and the other and it's like but it's all inauthentic it's no it's not reflecting it's just reacting and it would just be better if you sat down and you're like we are racist we don't care we value men more than women we don't think trans people should exist. And we are making art on, on that basis. But of course they won't do that because some people would be like, this is bad. And a lot of people would be like, I agree. But they'd be like, this is bad, <laughs> right? But it's like, it, 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 we would, at the very least, we would get far further forward because there would be some, so many of us who like now cannot cannot deny that we are you know not in alignment with that who would be forced to remove ourselves from that and they would get to really just forge on with only the people who agree with that and whatever that is but because nobody can sit down and and really say how they feel and it's again because of the way the structure is is that one person gets to share what they're thinking and everybody else has to follow in line with that is that we don't really get to move forward and people pretend like it's so much harder to like take in the opinions of five, six, 10, 30 people. Um, and it takes more time, True. but we get, we get way further and way less time because we're all building together a, as opposed to, you know, it's a higher return on investment. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. It is is the whole point of very good dance theater right it, it, it is this commentary on like nothing is no, nothing <laughs> it doesn't matter it really it really doesn't matter nothing matters right <laughs> nothing matters nothing. okay goodbye everyone that's it bye um, 
but right it's like who cares if it's good because all these things that are so truly subjective it's like I just have to put out there what I think is good and 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 those values are different yeah from person to person and you know maybe I'm lucky to work with people that our idea of goodness aligns um a lot and you know I I am still grateful when my idea of goodness you know does not align with someone else that I'm working with because that is really interesting, even if it is not satisfying or it is really hard to tolerate or, or difficult to work with, but I'm interested in difficulty. That's also my ADHD. It's so <laughs> right? satisfying. That I love Ooh. the challenge. Ooh. Yeah. And then being like, we worked it out. Even if we really did it, we tried. We tried. And that is interesting. And that's satisfying. <sighs> I've been wrapping up with a game of yes and. So um, as, a, mm. as a way to summarize our, our time together. So um, you can be a fake collaborator. Yes, and. You can be interested in your own opinion. Yes, and you can be interested in many people's opinions without it shaking who you are. Yes, and you can... You can carve out space for yourself as you hold space for other people. Yes. And being honest with yourself can be scary. Yes. And being honest with yourself doesn't always um, feel good. Doesn't always lead to quote unquote success. No, but being honest with yourself also doesn't lead to harm. True. I said no. I know. Why would you? I made up the rules. rules. And relationships are very important. Yes. And relationships are, are more fulfilling um, than individualism. Yes. And trust is earned, not given. Yes. Yes. And trust is a question mark, not an exclamation point. Trust. Yes. Yes. And goodness is a spectrum. Yes. And goodness is a journey, not a destination. That's right. That's where we'll end.